Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. All right, welcome back. It is 11.06. Quick Red White Report. Tom Murphy joining us live here at Hogman's Game Day Superstore in Fayetteville. We'll visit with him in two shakes. In fact, he can weigh in on the Red White Report if he likes because, heck, he knows more about what's going on up here than I do. So let's get to it. The Red White Report is brought to you by Big O Tires. With locations in Conway on Harkrider and in Cabot on Prospect Court, Big O Tires offers an endless selection of wheel and tire combinations. Big O Tires, they have everything you need to fit your budget and style. Tom the Pigskin and uh, the Wizard are back in the studio. As I was telling you in the break, Wes is uh, off today. We don't know where he is, but he's not with us, so we don't really care. Um, but he'll be back on Monday. We've got Peter Burns, by the way, at the Little Rock Touchdown Club on Monday. Be curious to get his thoughts about Arkansas beating Alabama. Be fun to talk to him about that, hopefully. <laughs> and uh, I was hoping to talk to Marty Smith on this last Monday about Arkansas beating AM, but unfortunately it didn't come to pass. So, anyway, it'll be a good time. But uh, Nick Saban and company coming to town tomorrow. Got a swim meet on campus with Alabama today, so you can root against the tide all weekend long here <laughs> if you're a Razorback fan. Uh, you know, uh, if Cam Little had made that field goal and Arkansas had held on, you remember what our pick was, Tw- 24 to 21. Yeah. Mm. We'd have been two points off. Yes. Well, I, I actually predicted on Friday that he we would win on a Cam Little field goal, or Arkansas oh. would win on a Cam Little field goal. Oh, gosh. It was, right we, there. I didn't it was play. right there. Yeah. So how about um, you predict that this week? Just just roll it over one week. I'll keep saying it until it happens. Sure. It could happen. I were actually talking about that earlier. It would be great for him because he's been so good. It would be nice to see. He has been such a quality kicker. And, you know, uh, meant to ask Sam Pittman this week if they wanted left hash because it seemed to me that K.J. kind of took off in that direction, like this is where we want the ball to be. And I don't know. They've had a kicker in recent history, and it might have been A.J. Reed or can, the kicker before him who did not want a particular hash. I think it was right hash. I can clear this up for you because he brought okay. it up on the morning show. This is where the NIL thing helps. Okay. I know you guys are like, oh, we'd like to get access to those guys. Uh, center of the field, middle of the field, or right hash. So they did it exact opposite of what he loves. Uh, exactly. Oh, maybe it was uh, in his head. I, I did not realize that. Yeah. And the other thing is, too, we've talked a lot about, and I don't know if you guys addressed it in the Democrat Gazette this week, but the NFL posts maybe being a little taller than the college posts, which we looked this up, and I went into the week thinking that the college post was actually more narrow, or more wide, rather, but it isn't. It's the same width. But in the NFL, they have to be 35 feet. In the college game, they have to be 30 feet plus. Okay. So they can be as tall as they want to beyond 30 feet. Didn't didn't write about it because I thought it would be a long, extended explanation. But, yes, uh, shorter goalposts would have put the onus on the officiating crew who um, – and I don't know if they shoot uh, video or the cameras right up the goalpost or how they would have determined the entire ball has to be inside the post, right? What would have happened there? It would have been nice to know. I would rather have a judgment call than an automatic he didn't make it. So, anyway, uh, a couple other things related to the Razorbacks, and we'll dive in with Tom on the game this weekend. I thought you made a really astute point uh, and a really good focal point on one of your columns this week, and we're going to talk about that. Anyway, Razorback basketball schedule was released yesterday as far as the non-con. They're going to try to be the champions of all the Dakotas. they got North Dakota State, South Dakota State. They didn't get North Dakota on the schedule. I'm a disappointed about that. But nevertheless, they're playing Bradley in Little Rock, December 17th, 3 o'clock tip over at Simmons Bank Arena in North Little Rock. Excuse me, North Little Rock. I apologize, Mayor. Apologize. 
Anyway, tickets not on sale yet, but the information's coming soon. Watch Ticketmaster.com. But again, three o'clock tip on a Saturday, December seventeenth. Don't know if they'll combo that with a women's game. I need to look at the uh, the schedule again, but that's been a fun deal. I've been wanting to do like a double header, but they haven't ever pulled that off. Um, Hunter, your check swung by. We actually accosted him while he was buying a donut down the way here earlier, and he came all this for a minute. We talked about the golf coaches extended their contracts, which is great. Uh, their salaries are now two hundred thirty grand a year. Uh, taking them through 2027, and that gives them an extra 25 grand each per year for speaking fees and incentive clauses, yada yada. Good for them. I think that's just about it. So, uh, but anyway, let me give you a little more. I, you know, and I did mean to ask him about the contract with War Memorial and Arlington, which are 25 contracts go through 25. I think we're all the opinion, and he alluded to that in the last week or so that that's he basically said without saying it that that's probably going to be it. Well, at I least mean, for Arlington, right? And and, and the the thing is, it takes two to tango on a contract, and A and M just doesn't want to play down there anymore. They want to get the home game, even though I mean, in the long run, the finances probably play out for you better to have it every year down there. It's just the recruiting and having home games on camp, all that kind of stuff. And you know, I get it. It's been a long, long contract, and quite frankly, Arkansas, there's been so much heartbreak down there that. Maybe changing it back up to the campuses would, would be good. But isn't Hunter the best? He's he just awesome. He's accessible. He's got a great sense of humor. He, he does the whole social media thing in a, in a fun manner. And right now there's so much winning around here, you know, he's, he's got it going on. Yeah, well, he's got a lot going on in his schedule today, and I really appreciate him popping over. I mean, not, not a lot of guys. I mean, he could have easily just said, hey, look, i got an appointment. i got to go. But it was cool of him to pop in. He said as long as he, we let him eat his donut, he was fine with it. So the point you made this week I thought it was really astute. And, look, Arkansas hasn't had this issue in a while, and it is a great problem to have. But they've got a lot of weapons. There's a lot of guys that need to be fed, and they they apparently are focused on and interested in continuing with the four running backs. And you've got four very capable guys, including the freshman who Sam said this week needs more opportunities. You've also got a quarterback that could carry it 15 times a game. And you've got some receivers who are emerging in the in the vertical passing game, and you've got a dynamic playmaker at tight end. I thought it was a great point, though. I mean, you got a lot of guys to try to feed, and you only got about 75 plays a game. Well, I basically took that premise from the Razorback fans being frustrated and upset with, why didn't we just keep doing what we were doing? Okay, and that was the Dominic Johnson series in which he had runs of 12, 8, and 7, and they got down to the 38. It's first down at the 38. Okay, what are your chances of scoring points at, at that juncture of that drive? They're pretty high. Mm-hmm. And, and that's when Hornsby comes in the game. He had been productive on every other series he'd been in this year. You know, with, with the, the pop pass, I call them pop, pop passes. Kendall Brower calls them strike passes. You just throw it right in front of you, and they go go around an edge. So A&M apparently just had guys, you know, dedicated to wherever Hornsby goes, just go there because when he's in, he's he's got he's going to get the ball. So I think if Arkansas wants Hornsby to be more productive, they're going to he's going to have to be in the game more snaps where he's running a deep route. And if he's open, you throw it to him. Um, and if he's not, you don't. But he just has to be in the game more. So I think they have to expand their receiver rotation. So I wrote this whole thing to just say, look at all these weapons they have. They've got to get these guys touches. And I know it basically submarine that one drive. And it, obviously any points that you didn't get in that game were very critical. So I don't know what the solution is going to be at running back. Rashad Dubinian has shown, and his high school coach told me this summer, he always makes the first man miss. And when he told me that, I'm like, eh, you know, nobody makes the first man miss every time. Go back and look at his runs. 
um, I'm not sure if he's done it every time, but most times he makes a guy miss. He's that explosive. We know how good A.J. Green can be. Um, uh, Dominic Johnson was a horse for them, absolute horse last year. They don't go 9-4 and four without Dominic Johnson. And then Rocket Sanders is just a true revelation. So there's all your running backs. They brought in these great transfers in Hazelwood and Landers. You've got to find ways to get them the ball. Landers had one catch last week, and I, they have to throw deep against Bama. I mean, that has to be a part of what your repertoire is in this game. Like, maybe we can steal a touchdown the way we did with Burks last year. So... Um, it's. I'm not going to say it's an embarrassment of riches, but it's a lot of guys who have to touch the ball. And I feel bad for KJ. He touches the ball on every snap. He has to make decisions on the read. Well, not every snap. Every... Depends how good the Stromberg snap is. <laughs> Ouch. Okay, all but one. Yeah, all but one. But he has to make these decisions on every snap. And I think when they got down there, maybe he's like, all right, we're going to score. I'm going to jump from the three. And it just wasn't a smart decision. But you take away that and maybe one or two other decisions and – he had a good game. I think you take away that decision, and he had a great game. And the thing is, it's unfortunate, and very rarely can you say that one play turned the game. I've never uh. seen a momentum shift. Arkansas was in complete control until they weren't. And when that happened, and the thing is, even if you tackle the kid down and don't give up the touchdown return, I think they still win the game. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with that assessment. Rocket uh, had the guy corralled, and um, I just felt like he was trying to take the ball away. Or, and lo and behold, Damani Richardson, and by the way, I thought surely there had to be somebody who could have run into the situation and maybe tackled him. Mm-hmm. Devontae Richardson was covering on that wide edge with the three wide outs. And, by the way, that was a three-on-two out there with uh, Keytron Jackson and Hazelwood and Landers. They were in a bunch on the far left. Richardson was one of the two guys covering. And he manages to come completely across the formation and get behind um, uh, Chapel to get this lateral. So – it's a learning thing. A, KJ, don't jump from inside the four. B, rocket, tackle the guy, get him down, hold, hold the ball up, and C, everybody run to the play. Dalton Wagner said it, it was like Rocket was the only guy that noticed they were going with it. I said, yeah, pretty clearly because, I mean, there was nobody else even in the vicinity really. Yeah, just a bad – just you know, we'll, we can we'll be talking about this play probably. We'll talk years. about this as long as we will probably. Again, it, the impact may be different, but if Arkansas happens to go crazy and win out, and it keeps them out of the playoff, which I don't think it would. I think they'd still be in the playoff. But, yeah. and again, that's a. I mean, I know. Quit rolling your eyes, picks again. I can already. I can hear you all the way up here. But I realize it's pie in the sky. But um, it is a play that could, you know, get, could live in infamy. Along with, you know, you think about the fish fumble. You think about the Sterner fumble. I mean, there's a, a few other plays that are kind of like, you know, the fourth and forever for Texas, and you know, back in the '60 in the '69 game. It's um, yeah. It, it'll live. A, it'll live for a while. And you're right. It would have been 21 to seven if they score and. At that point, A&M, I mean, they'd had one long run and then a, a, a fluky-type pressure pass that the guy catches on his knee in the end zone. Um, will A&M have enough firepower offensively to come back in the game? I argue that they wouldn't have, and so it was a huge play. So, uh, Slusher definitely had an impact last week. They decided to keep him at nickel, and do you expect that to continue this week? I do, and but I, I do fear that in this is one area of the game where Arkansas is going to have some real trouble, and it's it's what happens on broken plays, what happens on when Bryce Young's out of the pocket. On scramble plays, guys are going to find open spaces when you have that long. And so I think I think Arkansas is going to do a combination. I, I think they're going to try the blitzing that they've done and try to get uh, Bryce Young off of his game. And I also think they're going to do some, like, all right, we're going to drop through and cover with eight guys and just see if he can – 
I mean, they, they tore that up last year, but all they've seen on tape pretty much this year is the pressure stuff. So they're going to be ready for the pressure. And I think you just have to get Young off his game in some manner, and you've got to really tackle in space. It's been an Achilles heel, and it's a bad matchup for Arkansas. In A, Alabama has the personnel to exploit the middle of the field, and B, they have a quarterback who can hurt you just in, in regular passing situations but is also dangerous um, on the move. All right, uh, Sam Pittman addressed the tackling issue this week. You already mentioned the offensive guys aren't tackling particularly well. Don't expect them to. Be nice if the defensive guys would. He addressed it on the teleconference. Well, we sure are working on it. I can promise you that. Uh, it's a big emphasis for us as well this week of uh, starting fast in the third quarter and, and hanging on to the football like you just alluded to, Tom. But uh, you kind of got to wait till Saturday to feel like if what you're doing is working, uh, we certainly are emphasizing it. And uh, hopefully uh, we'll be better at it. We certainly think we will be because we're practicing uh, specifics. Uh, but we, I think, you got to wait till Saturday to. A lot of that is closing air, co- closing cushion, and uh, and so we've got to close the space down better as well. I'm glad he mentioned that because that has been a concern for a lot of people. Uh, it's like, man, you're given 15 yards, you're going to get you're get dinked and dunked to death. Missouri State, I mean, you think about the time the guys caught the ball where they're, they're fronting the quarterback, when they're back to the defense, and they'd catch it and they'd plant, and an Arkansas defender would go past or they'd just juke, juke them. And so that's what he's talking about in closing the space. Um, I think Slusher is certainly a big help in that. And they've got to get the ball out. I mean, maybe the first guy hit him and they've got to, they've got to force the ball out because not having turnovers the last two games has been – Really critical. Yeah. Well, and, you know, it's interesting. We were looking at the turnover totals. Arkansas is even for the year. Their takeaways came early, as you alluded to, but also uh, Alabama's actually negative a half a turnover per game this year, which is very rare. You would not have expected that at this point in the season. You would not have. And they've, um, they're have they not getting them out either. And I'm, I'm a little bit of a stat freak. And when they were 5-1, to one, I'm thinking, wow, they, they might end up having a, a, a record, you know, a, just a gonzo year at turnover margin. And maybe that's going to be a big difference maker for them. But they've given it all back in the last two games. And um, I don't think K.J. is going to throw a ton of interceptions this year because the only one he's thrown with the fluky right out of Knox's hands. Mm-hmm. So that's part, of the, that's part of the formula they have in place right now under Sam Pittman. Be tough in the trenches, win the turnover battle, and that's a big reason why they, they didn't win last week. So, guys, I was looking at the numbers here, uh, and, again, we're here at Hogman's Game Day Superstore. Tom Murphy joining us here in Fayetteville. If you're out and about, if you're looking for an Alabama, beat Alabama shirt, or you're looking for a jersey or any other Razorback gear, stores in North Little Rock and Little Rock are open today, and they open again at 9 tomorrow, open up here at 8 o'clock tomorrow. But I was looking at KJ and, uh, and Bryce Young's numbers, and they're pretty similar. Uh-huh. He's thrown it. About 20 times more. They're both at 69%. He's thrown for about 70 more yards, 13-2 and two touchdown interceptions, and KJ, as you alluded to, is 8-1. and one. So he does compare very favorably with a guy who, I don't know, won the Heisman last year. <laughs> I'm not saying KJ should be a Heisman Trophy candidate. He'd probably have to battle with his own running back. It's like the old USC days, but it's certainly not much of a gap. And I think a lot of us, Tom, and this may sound stupid, are still wondering, how good is Alabama? Still, we're not quite sure yet. Yeah, you know, it's amazing you just brought that up because Bryce Young has done this and, and, you know, slightly less playing time too because he's been out in the, you know, second half of a lot of these games. But the competition, I mean, it's it's Utah State, 
it's um, you know Texas was the, the the tough game, but I mean you're talking about Louisiana Monroe and Vanderbilt, so his numbers are comparable to KJ's, and Arkansas has played a tougher schedule, I would argue. So, um, I think you're right. I think the final determination on Alabama's auxiliary personnel, the ones Young is throwing to, Trayshawn Holden, you know Jameer Gibbs, I think he's he's legit, but the rest of them, even though I'm sure they're highly rated prospects uh how he works with them how they get him the ball is still to be determined as the season goes on and kj's numbers compare f- favorably he's got a lot of weapons yep no doubt about it um okay let's talk about some other games here quick guys you feel free to weigh in back there sorry i know it's kind of awkward with us and favor and you guys back in the studio but uh pigskin and the wizard are hanging out back there let's get into some other games one of the best games in the country this weekend uh, is Kentucky at Ole Miss. And I was super impressed with Ole Miss when I saw them in person. Their team speed is amazing. And then they shut out Georgia Tech on the road, and I was like, okay. Then I realized Georgia Tech really sucks. Uh, and they fired their coach. And they were so bad, they fired their AD, too, just for good good measure. However, and they didn't have a very impressive performance last week, but they won comfortably against the Tulsa team that could put up points with just about anybody. I'll go first, guys. Tulsa, I mean, um, Kentucky has won me over with just the – toughness the quality of the program the coaching staff and i struggle with this pick because Ole miss is at home and i do think they're very explosive and they have a good running game i picked an upset in this this is my upset pick of the week kentucky over Ole miss wouldn't shock me i think they can bully him a little bit Ole miss is not physically very impressive but they've got a ton of speed and i think if, if kentucky can bully ball him a little bit they're going to have some success so we'll see and also lane kiffin came out this week and we'll see if the fans respond Biggs, can you hear that clip this week Yes. Lane Kiffin comparing it to a high school environment at uh, at Ole Miss. And, look, I've said for years Oxford's overrated. Admittedly, I'm a little bitter because they poured our beer out in the Grove. But I <laughs> was not impressed the first time I went there with UCA before they ever poured our beer out when we tried to go over there and tailgate a couple years ago. So, uh, I, I mean, I think there's something to that. now, And it's also just not a particularly big stadium from an SEC standpoint. So, I don't know. What do you think, guys? What do you like, like Kentucky on the road or Ole Miss at home this week? I got to go with a home team. I think if this is in Kentucky, they win, but I think Ole Miss will pull out a close one. I think I go Kentucky just because Ole Miss's quarterbacks haven't really shown me anything yet. Yeah, Kentucky needs to run the football, and they have not been eager to do that. They are 123rd in rushing offense this year. They get Chris Rodriguez back. Okay, hopefully that makes a difference for them. A&M and Mississippi State. Wally Hall today, pigskin. I don't Mm -hmm. know if you saw his prediction in the paper today. He thinks that Mississippi State is going to boat race Texas A&M. Now, listen, I wasn't overly impressed with A&M, but I do think their defensive backfield is pretty solid, and Mike Leach is such a hardhead that the old pirate will not run the football even when it calls for it. And mm-hmm. so I am I do like the matchup for A&M. They're on the road. I'm not saying that they will win the game, but I also don't think they're going to get smoked. I don't know where he got that, but nevertheless, I mean, A&M's – not very impressive. I mean, they're 100th in rushing offense, 108th in passing offense. They are 104th in rushing defense. There's nothing sexy about that, but they are 10th in the country in pass defense, and that's all Mississippi State does. I like the matchup for AM. I still think Mississippi State might pull out a close one. Yeah, Mississippi State's going to win. I love that running back for AM. In fact, he's the only guy on the offense oh. I thought was worth a nickel. Here's here's the, here's my headline that we missed out on last week. Take the A chain. Oh my goodness! Oh. He doesn't even run. He just glides and floats. He's that's an NFL back. The rest of the yeah. team 
is, uh, you know, they're not that CFL? good. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> Jimbo needs to get some receipts for all those players that he's paying for because they're not that good. Mm-hmm. Ouch. Well, A-Chain is great. They're going to miss not having Anaya Smith, but I do think that the five stars, yeah. Evan Stewart caught a touchdown last week against our – they've got another one. I Mississippi State went in and won in College Station last year, mm-hmm. and so I went the other direction, and I'm picking – and him to pull off a road upset. Mm. Okay. I wouldn't be shocked by that. Here's the game that I think is really intriguing. Uh, and Wally, again, he has LSU murdering Auburn. Now, listen, if they win 30-10 to 10 or whatever it was he predicted, they will for sure fire Harson. Now, we talked to Barrett Salee last week, and take that for what it's worth, Pigskin. I already, again, the eye rolls. I can hear you in Fayetteville rolling your eyes. The the breeze that comes off that is amazing. Don't put words in my said, mouth. I love Barrett Salee. <laughs> If he loses last week to Missouri, which he almost did and probably should have, he's fired. If he loses to LSU this week, he's fired. If he loses next week, and unfortunately that's Georgia, don't like his chances, he's fired. I don't know if it's quite that clear cut, but I think if they get smoked this week to a first-year head coach and a team that's got question marks, he's in big, big trouble at Auburn. He's already in big trouble. He's a dead man walking. There's no way he keeps that job, and I'm with Wally. I think Auburn has quit on Harson. I don't think they're any good. They have nothing at quarterback. I think LSU names their score. Okay. I think they're going to win for sure. In fact, my Oakland account would, would encourage uh, me to believe that. So, Look at Z. We'll see what Coach Zimmerman thinks. That's, that's my real go-to guy when I'm handicapping. How do you conduct yourselves as a program when, like, oh, if he loses this game, he's fired? I I don't like that, mm-hmm. generally speaking. But you know what? Uh, I've, I've got LSU to win that game, too. I, I think they're going to be – a pretty solid team by the time Arkansas phases. In fact, I think they are now. Yeah. I think the Florida State win over them is going to be well reviewed by the end at the end of the year. The Florida State like pretty good, pretty good win there. Florida State won a hard fought game with their backup quarterback earlier this year. They're four and zero. They're obviously dealing with a lot this week. They got a tough matchup with Wake Forest, but yeah, I like Florida State. You know that, that win's going to look good by the end of the year. And obviously, you know, Coach Norvell needed to get things rolling down there. It seems like he's on the right right direction, but. Tough on this weekend for them. We, too. we were listening to the Missouri uh, Auburn finish last week, driving up to the stadium, and both teams were just trying to give it away left and right. I've never seen quite a like a misery index type game like that one was, capped by fumbling at the one yard line when he could have scored a touchdown. Well, the, the tweets is like that's nine punts in a row, that's ten punts in a row, that's eleven <laughs> punts in a row in this football game, folks. That's why it ended up in overtime. Neither team could do anything offensively. It's hard to win if you can't score. But, yeah, I mean, the poor kid from from Missouri. And I don't root for Missouri, but, man, I, that's a horrible way to go out. Oh, I was with Bob, and it, we were we were on Sirius XM, so we were two or three minutes behind the actual, and we were getting tweets from people, oh, my God. And so you don't know the context. You don't know what they mean. And But we knew big, big plays were coming. Yeah. Well, it's going to be an interesting weekend in the SEC. Tom, I appreciate you swinging over, and uh, we'll let you get out of here. You can hang if you want. Coach Z's in the house. We're going to talk a little hoops. And uh, Hunter Yurchek popped by earlier and said yesterday Coach Musselman was in, quote, rare form for whatever that meant. I know yes. you got a chance to see him yesterday as well. Would you agree yep. with that assessment? Uh, <laughs> no, he wasn't that rare. I mean, it was just that Coach Mus gets after it pretty good. And it was uh, he got after him yesterday in practice. It was a good practice. He was I'll tell you, he was good yesterday, Tom Murphy. That that, that, that Nick Smith yesterday, boy, he, he was good in practice, and uh, he's, he's special. One thing Musk has proven is he can find the pieces and then push the right button and right. put the pieces together. So we've got two years of data on that. 
And I don't doubt that he he does it again with a very talented roster. Apparently he had his fingers on all the buttons on the keyboard yesterday trying to push the button. So we're going to talk to Coach Z about that coming up. Tom, thank you so much, man. I appreciate you very much. Oh, Tom, before I let you go, you know we have this obsession with the helmets. Yes. Do I get a wash at quarterback tomorrow? Um, Sneak preview. Sorry. Oh, man. All right. He's a Heisman Trophy winner, man. I just gave you the numbers. I, I like you, the numbers. You better look, sleep on it. I like KJ. I think without KJ Jefferson, last year is a whole different story. They're, they're a really, really good team. He's just got to be a little bit better with ball security. Yeah. One fumble. Well, two. And an interception. But it wasn't his fault. Yeah, t- that's true. Back-to-back games with a fumble. He definitely needs to take care of it for sure. Yep. Appreciate it, Tom. Thank All right, you. you All right, that's fair. Quick break. We'll uh, come back in a second. Coach Z is here.